He's an eight-time Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Award winner. And he snapped a ball through his legs. Wait, what, why does your name get to go first? Shut up. This is Scone and T. Because they made us. Yo, what's up, everybody? Okay. It wouldn't be Scone and T without a bumpy takeoff there. I mean, we kind of threw this together pretty last yeah. minute. I'm not too well, worried about it. Just, look, that's par for the course. When we're at Oliver Twist, Musso's screwing something up, or I'm just drinking a Skaterade, beers, whatever. Skaterade. That's what he drinks, Skaterade beer. What's a Skaterade? Uh, it's a it's a craft beer, some a local, just like a, it's like a, Pilsner. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Just a little bit. What's up, Chewy Balls? What's up, Aaron Arsenault? Welcome in. Uh, yeah, so as you can see, we're not at Oliver Twist. Shout out Oliver Twist. Had a Shout very, very, very fun year there. It's not nearly as fun doing it this morning and not getting a drink. Uh, but we are going to continue to bring you scone and tea. I'll be doing it once a week. I think the plan's for Monday, right? That's our plan. Though I would reserve maybe, we'll see, like, once you start doing something, what the timing actually works out best for. Um, like, for instance, we're going to do it this Monday. So here we are on Wednesday. But, I, but I've always found review shows to be much more deeply interesting than preview shows. Mm. And so mainly it'll be a breakdown of what you just witnessed the last week and then maybe a smattering of looking forward at the end. But uh, for this week, obviously nothing to review, only things to look forward to. Very excited. Week one of college football kicking off about 24 hours uh, or, you know, maybe more like 36 hours from about right now. All right. So we, uh, yeah, it's a good place to start, though, to say a big shout out to Oliver Twist. Show yes. was there for a year and a half. We was it there, a year and a half? It was a like, long time. I mean, I know uh, May of. 2022 we were there because oh, that's wow. whenever i did the, I, I cut off your head with a lightsaber oh that's right remember yeah, that so it was true. before then you know march-ish maybe is when we started there uh april and Damn. so then uh, yeah so a good year and a half every wednesday night we were at oliver twist doing the pod uh the pod started though as as a pod several mm-hmm. football seasons ago where t bob and i would record on mondays and we dropped mondays thursdays like a, a preview preview review type deal yeah um and so we're back in studio temporarily indefinitely um there's a lot of options for us to go back on the road so that may happen again at some time in the near future but we don't know when that might get done so in the meantime we still wanted to do the pod here as uh football season was cranking up make sure that we brought you the inanity that is and i felt a little bad about how it just it all happened very fast yes and so for all the listeners we didn't do a great job of communicating what the deal is like it just seemed like it disappeared for a few weeks and also, that's partially because, you know, we do a lot of shows and everything. So when one's like, hey, you could actually take a little bit of a natural break. I think it's really easy to just be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, Donald Murtaugh said T-Bob's liver is required moving back in studio. Uh, it's not, you know, it's a weird thing where it is fun to drink. But like <laughs> sometimes Wednesday night's not the night to get drunk, right? Especially when you tend to do stuff on Thursday and that rolls into Friday and Saturday. So whatever the, the the point is um my liver has still has a battle mm. on the way on the horizon that starts this sunday at don juan i got some whiskey so let's in my not office. get my liver out of the uh danger zone just yet uh give it to me i need more whiskey i drank all that old whiskey you gave me do you want do you want me to go i mean i can go get it so we can you can open it up right now and hell no why not 
No, no. I mean, this no, is what you no. do. You get drunk. No. Well, this feels weird cursing in here, but I am allowed to curse in here. I know. We're just on YouTube right now. Yeah, right? no, okay. we're just, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but you know what I thought about this? No, getting drunk at 1041 a.m. on a Wednesday sounds fucking awful at that 34 sounds, years old. Oh, no, that sounds awesome If I had no responsibilities yes. and if I could just go home and play video games and sleep and yeah. smoke. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great then. But smoke what? Cigars? That is not the case. Everything. Yeah, okay. Just smoke everything. Yeah. Tobacco. Weed, crack, meth. Is this how we're going to get our sponsors back? <laughs> <laughs> the vape shop sponsors. Uh, Let's go to oh, the vape shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, that's kind of like some LSU news a little bit. It's uh, just sad, though. What's some LSU news? Just the Rick Gilbert thing. You talk oh, about Gilbert. vape and just thinking oh, about breaking yeah. in and stealing vapes. And the video is just, it's just all sad, man. You have a guy who I just hope that Rick Gilbert can get his mentals in line and somehow take advantage of that physical potential that he has, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I know, man. That's, um, I, we got to talk to some LSU Florida state, uh, mainly as we discuss as we, uh, we start here, it's Wednesday morning as we're doing this live. So shout out to everybody who's watching live on YouTube. Please smash that like button. Um, if you're watching on demand or listening on demand, literally just within the last hour, Brian Kelly announced that John Emery is unavailable for the Florida state game, ah! which I feel like my reaction to that should have been like, man, man, it sucks. Another guy's down. But I, I, I just laughed. I, I, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's unfortunate, but it's still almost comical at this point where it feels like literally every year before, right before the season happens, something happens where someone's unavailable. John yeah. Emery was not available for the opener last year. It's actually his third year in a row uh, being unavailable. Yeah. Because he was out opener. for the whole 2020 season. Yeah. No, I guess. No, no, he played in 2021. He missed. He missed 21. And 22. Then, and then missed the opener of 22. Yeah. We missed all of 21. He missed yeah. the opener of 22. And then now missing the opener here. And then um, D Derek Stingley back in 2020, we found out you know, mm -hmm. the night before the opener against Mississippi State that he had had uh, the episode that he did, went to the hospital. I mean, it's like every year before yeah, the look, opener, this traditional. Happens. This is a tradition started by my team, right? What's a good kickoff to an LSU football season without a little scandal that your quarterback getting suspended or, yeah. uh, you know, the, the famous Shady's incident. So kind of part of the course Shady's. at this point, oh uh, which I, what I hope is no longer part of the course is losing these opening games. I know. Because all of a sudden you look at it and you lost the last three. You ain't won since, what, Georgia Southern? And then... I mean, this Sunday is going to be a fucking battle. Like, it's not, there's going to be nothing given to you this Sunday. So, LSU desperately needing um, to kind of right that ship, to change that uh, that awful, awful tradition that seems to be taking place of bad news into a season opening loss into then trying to recover from that mm -hmm. season opening loss for the rest of the year. What do you think about – so, on field, the Emory situation, what do you feel about first him uh, not being I mean, there? you know, it's not um, – and unfortunately, it's just kind of a nothing burger. Um, now, he's had great moments, and certainly you see the flash that made him the number one running back in the country. It tends to happen against Alabama, which in terms of when your moments are going to show up, I'd say it's a pretty damn good spot for them yeah. to happen. Uh, but it was nothing ever consistent enough where I'm like, okay, that's going to be the difference in the game. Like, you take Mason Smith off the field, and I immediately started becoming uber-concerned about this Florida State game. You take John Emery off the field, and it does not change my outlook on the Florida State game. That's fair. I think, you know, one of the things we, I don't want to say joked about, but talked about a lot was the fact that they got eight running backs. 
Yeah. It's like it's almost that's almost a punchline. Like eight scholarship running backs is an inordinate amount of scholarship running backs yeah. at, at one position. It's like I remember when one of those less miles teams, maybe like twenty thirteen or fourteen, somewhere in there, um, they had more scholarship kickers and punters than linebackers, and they had like nineteen scholarship wide receivers. It's like your recruiting classes are all ranked really high, but you just have a shitload of wide receivers you're not going to use, and you don't have any linebackers. Yes, yes. But like, so you hear, we started talking about positional recruiting and roster management. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, all throughout camp, when and you know, hat tip Brian Kelly, he lets us, he gives us a ton of access. Yeah. He, he gives the media a ton of access. Uh, like John Emery was just consistently running out there with the third offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just. Maybe they knew that this was a, a likelihood, which is why he was running third team. Um, but honestly, man, I'd, I'd still say that their most versatile back is Logan Diggs. That Josh Williams has, if he's healthy, has earned every right to be the number one guy because of his versatility. He can yeah. block, he can catch, he's, he knows he can run. We, we know all that stuff. Uh, Noah Kane is back and made himself into a good short yardage guy last year. It felt like with yeah. no Kane they've and and they really, what I've heard about Kane from a lot of the people on staff is that he kind of worked really hard this off season to make himself sort of less stiff, more you know, coming off the injury at Penn state, just more flexible, a little more, you know, shifty. So maybe, um, maybe a little more of a versatile back with Noah Kane this year. We'll see. I know everybody's talking about the freshman as well, and Caleb Jackson was awesome in that scrimmage, he, or he made a couple of awesome plays in that scrimmage. But you know, Brian Kelly even said afterwards, like sometimes we overreact to those things. Was it the defense not tackling, or was it him making a good play? Well, but and, and also with that is like um, that's why he's the off returner next to Aaron Anderson, right? Like he's probably not ready to consistently do the things that you need to do, uh, all things you need to do to be a running back in the SEC, but like. She, you want to avoid Aaron Anderson, you kick it to Kale Jackson. Like, that athleticism yeah. you saw in that run does play. Like, that home run potential does potentially play. So, yeah, so yeah I don't need um, I don't need, I don't need Kale Jackson to factor into the backfield too much, I don't believe. Um, I just, I, I think, so I think we agree on, on Emory. It's, it's disappointing. You'd love to see him, but it's almost like, all right, well, what, what did you realistically expect out of John Emory anyway? I didn't expect John Emory to have double-digit carries. I expected him... Maybe they throw him a couple of passes, but the guy that you mentioned is another part of the reason why I kind of am like it's Aaron Anderson's going to run the football as well. Like they ran the jet sweep with Malik Neighbors twice in the in the bowl game. Yeah, they're going. They like one of the eleven on eleven periods we got to watch in, in practice. Not not the scrimmage in Tiger Stadium, but when they went eleven full eleven on eleven. Yeah, the first play they ran was a jet sweep to Aaron Anderson. Where it, well, I guess it was a it was the shovel pass, right? So Anderson's coming in motion, same thing, same shot thing. shotgun. But I guess in this instance, it's a completed I know, pass. Yeah, but, it's a different know. statistically, but uh, functionally, like yeah, same thing. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, I mean, Aaron Anderson will return punts, he will return kicks, he will catch a ball, and he will he will run the ball as well for LSU on Saturday. Like you've got that shifty game breaker that you can you're know, the queen piece on the chessboard. You can move all over in different directions. I mean, he's going to be that guy. I, I really think about this, T. Alabama stunk at receiver last year. They, yeah. were, they were very bad at, at receiver last year. Um, had Aaron Anderson been healthy, I, I think he, com he changes that offense because they relied so heavily on Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Right? And that Jameer was their Gibbs, biggest problem. He was awesome. But, man, if they had Aaron Anderson a year ago, I think that Alabama offense looks dramatically different.
It's, I mean, it's well, it's a fair point. Uh, it becomes more fair, I guess, if we see Anderson. He goes out there, and he is as dynamic as maybe we're talking about him being. Um, well, okay, this kind of dovetails then, Matt, because I wanted to get into, uh, you, you could call it your five most important matchups come Sunday. You could call it your five most important aspects. Uh, we did do it on Off the Bench this morning. I give you my list, right? But that's generally how Sconatees always works. It's almost like a kind of a refiltering of some things that we've discussed. Uh, it sounds like, and, and we could even maybe frame it and make it a bit different as the five biggest differences from last year to this year in terms of FSU and LSU matching up. But, but, but you seem to think that Aaron Anderson will be one of those keys on Sunday. I, I think um, if you ask me my biggest, um, I, well, I would say the, there's two things that really come to mind for me that are the, the biggest like transcendent differences in how the game goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. One is Harold Perkins didn't play in the game last year. Yes. He played. He had one tackle. Yeah, that was. Yes. I believe it was special teams, if I'm not mistaken. But he's he's a game wrecker. Yeah, he's like, the fourth best player in college football according to ESPN. And he didn't play last year. That alone completely changes the dynamic of the game. Mm-hmm. Having him on defense, like losing Mason Smith, sucks. There's no way around it. He is a game wrecker, and the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. With respect to Mason Smith. You can't replace him with a bunch of other guys. Yeah. You don't have another one of him. But that said, I still like Makai Wingo and Jacoby and Guillory and Jordan Jefferson and Jalen Lee. I mean, I think they're good on the interior. Yeah, I mean, Makai Wingo yes. even separated from those other guys. But but yeah, for sure. I think, I think they're front seven. Like, the fact that you've got Perkins and Omar Spates, whereas you had Mike Jones and Greg Penn starting at linebacker last year. Your starting secondary, as much as we've talked about this year, T, in that game last year, was Colby Richardson and Makai Garner were your starting corners in that game. Yeah. I mean, Brian Kelly couldn't remember the kid's name. Kept calling him Cody Dickerson. <laughs> so, and and Florida State put up 24 points in that game. Like, they they, uh, they couldn't they couldn't run the ball. Trey Benson couldn't run the ball. They, you completely the, bottled the up Trey defense, Benson. The L, yeah, you did bottle up Trray Benson, which is pretty crazy because that's, again, going to be one of the challenges. Uh the LSU defense had a dominant second half. Shaky start, really dominant. Remember, they couldn't get off the field on third down. Of yeah. course, it was like 9 and 10. They finished 11 to 17. 11-17. Um, so, yeah, dominant ending. So, as much as we've talked, though, about LSU secondary and the concerns, and I get all that, for me, I think the biggest difference in, in what needs to be there for LSU, which we're all talking about, I think, where the, our fear lies, and, man, what if the secondary isn't good, can we talk about what LSU's offense is going to look like? I mean, do you realize that... So that's your second biggest difference. It might even be, for me, my biggest, because, T, I don't even care that LSU's defense might be shaky in the secondary. I think LSU's going to go score 35 or 40 points in this game. It's interesting. And We're actually right in line with one another. Okay. I mean, I think LSU goes... Even if Florida State scores 27-31, I still think LSU wins. I, LSU could win a, a 34-31 game. I could completely see that being close, but... I I look at LSU's offense. Like, do you remember the first play of the game last year? The Kayshawn play where he had no. a chance to... The f- that was the second play of the game. Uh... The first play of the game was complete jailbreak by Florida State, and Jaden Daniels just takes off and runs for 25 yards around left end. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was like, oh, shit, everything's breaking down, run. Which was basically the offense for the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Like... 
you have an offensive line that is not only stable, but real. I think is going to be really good. Well, that's really where, like, okay, so Perkins, like you said, a massive difference. You had somebody who accounted for literal multiple wins last year. Uh, as big or arguably bigger, maybe because of the position, is the improvement in the offensive line from last year. Will Campbell graded at a 40%, like a 46 last year in this game. Uh, that ain't happening. First game, this kid. Year. Good luck with Jared Verse. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which we now know, yeah. like, is an absurd thing to ask him to do. But he's now consistently, like, pass blocking Harold Perkins on a daily basis, right? Like, so him and Emory, you didn't even have Emory Jones in that game. Yeah. Um, Garrett Delger graded very well at center, but he's not your center. So, like, and he airmailed a snap on the first possession when you were inside the 10. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, he did. So, I guess, so point being, um, Maybe even more so than Harold Perkins, the improvement and uh, the further shaping of that offensive line is going to be the biggest difference with this offense. And then and then everything else works because of that, right? Then you set up the running backs, you set up Dan's, you set up these very good receivers to hopefully be more explosive, take more advantage, and put up 35 points like Matt's saying. One of the reasons I'm sold on this LSU team is, and I, I, I mean, T, I've, I've publicly said this, I'll say it here, I'm... This is a little bit going on the limb, but I I do think LSU, I'm picking them to win the national championship this year. Oh, wow. I am. Somebody's got to win it. It's and weird the easy because... thing is to say, oh, 10 and 2. It's the easy. I, it's what we all would have done in 2019 as well. Oh, I think they'll be better. They'll go 10 and 2. But ultimately, where my biggest conviction lies is the fact that I think this is an absolute dog shit year at quarterback in the SEC. Yeah. And yeah. I think LSU's got the best one. LSU's got the best one. They got a great offensive line. They got skill guys all over on the offense. I think Mason Taylor's poised for a, a monster year. And I think at the line of scrimmage, LSU is going to be really fucking good on both lines of scrimmage. Yes, they have questions in the secondary. I think they've got some really good athletes. J.K. Johnson will come back from injury at some point and factor in. Maybe Denver Harris gets better. I don't know. Maybe it's Ashton Stamps having to step up. Look, Derek Stingley started as a true freshman on the 2019 team. Now, that's Derek Stingley, mm -hmm. but... I, my, I guess my point is everybody has questions. I think LSU has the fewest questions against the most manageable schedule. They've got I am they've got a, a guy who started every game of his career at quarterback. It's a fifth year starter who will have started every game of his college career. At quarterback. Yeah, like it's I I have major questions about Alabama. Where do you and think, I think LSU could beat Georgia? So where do you think some of the because it's something that I've been trying to source, and I can't quite figure it out, but have you felt it in the air, uh, the recent kind of turn on LSU? Not like say they're going to be bad or anything, but I think there were many others who were banding about, you know, LSU may be in the best in the West, maybe winning the SC, maybe beating a playoff team, national championship contender, and they're coming in rated high. It feels like, and maybe it's all because of Mason Smith news, what kind of started this ball rolling downhill, but I have felt that the last week and a half, I'm seeing more and more like kind of LSU is overrated sort of stuff. Maybe it's the product of a couple of years where you, even though maybe this doesn't apply to last year, but in 2021 where you spent a couple of years thinking, you know, okay, they should be good this year, and then they just like kind of completely fall apart, and and it's a knock-on effect of that. But but I have noticed here, push come to shove week of the Florida State game, I feel, and maybe it's even a bit of the more you look at Florida State, you're like, oh, shit, they're really good too. They have a top 10 offensive line in the country, top 10 defensive line in the country, top 10 secondary in the country, uh, what PFF has as their best NFL prospect at running back, uh, another legit quarterback and Heisman candidate in Jordan Travis. Like, so maybe it's a bit of FSU, but I, I just have felt that there's been a recent turn against the uh, the kind of overall feeling mm. on LSU. I haven't seen that. Man. Okay, 
I I don't know if if there's anything specific that who has said it or that you've um, heard. Uh, Brandon Walker was there. Aaron's been super high on LSU, and then ever since the Mason Smith news, he's been panicking a little bit. Uh, PFF came out the other day, and they had Florida State making the playoff, winning the Heisman, winning the fifth vendor so, and coach of the year. I think Clemson wins the ACC. I think we have completely slept on Clemson. I think Clemson wins week four. I do think Florida State beats him in the championship. So when when you look at, and you're right, there's no divisions in the ACC anymore. So if, there's a really good chance that they'll they'll rematch yeah. in the ACC championship game. But when I look at, at Clemson, Cade Klubnick is the guy really that they wanted all along. And ultimately, he did replace DJU mm-hmm. last year. I mean, a down year for Clemson was 10 wins. Yeah, and look at look at their schedule, and then look at what Florida State has in the ACC. Florida State's got to go to Clemson. They obviously get LSU at a neutral site. Florida State's got to go to. Correct me if I'm wrong in this. They got to go to Notre Dame. I don't know if you're looking at it. Um, uh, Florida State schedule. I think they're at they're all of Florida State's most difficult games are all on the road th- this year. So Florida State plays Notre Dame this year. I'm pretty sure they're and they're in South Bend. Uh, check or is that Clemson in South Bend? Uh, let me see. All right, here's Florida State schedule. They're the LSU to neutral. Um, I got it pulled up here. Here it is. So they're at they're at Boston College, at Clemson, at Wake, at Pitt, at Florida. Was the other one I was thinking of. So it must be Clemson that goes and plays in South Bend this year. Yeah, but, they do. But my point is, when I look at Clemson's schedule, that Week Four game at Clemson is the one that everyone's going to circle. They get Duke in the opener uh, on the road, but they're at Syracuse, at Miami, at UNC, and at South Carolina. I mean, that's a completely manageable schedule yeah. for Clemson in an ACC that is not very good. I mean, especially with Sam Hartman leaving Wake Forest, the the, the booby trap game it doesn't seem like it's there in the ACC anymore. Uh, so I like I like Clemson, man. I think and Clemson and Clemson gets Notre Dame at home. That's that's the other one. Clemson's still the big dog. They still have the most top to bottom talent. I don't know if I think they're as good at Florida State, maybe in terms of like having like like frontline talent. Like the roster is definitely better as a whole, but when you look at everybody in Florida State being juniors and seniors, I'll still take Jordan Travis over Kate Klubnick. I'm very excited for Kate Klubnick this year. I mean, Clemson still has, I'm pretty sure, the most first team all ACC guys, but in terms of like the playmakers, like the receivers, Benson, Verse, Travis, the guys that we keep talking about. Uh, Florida State got one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country. Uh, what's his name? I think he transferred from Virginia, Virginia Tech. Can't remember all right now, but I guess. That's, Wait, you said Florida State? Yeah. Yeah, they got Fentral Cypress. Yes, Fentral Cypress. Thank Virginia, you. yeah. So that's where I go. Again, I think I think I, I don't think they're gonna go into Death Valley and win, but I think they will do Ooh, well. You enough. just called it Death Valley. I know, but Jake got mad at me too. Like, who cares? Who gives a fuck, I, dude? I don't, okay. but I just can't believe that you but did. What that. if I say Foster Moreau? Now I'll get pissed. <laughs> I'll get fucking pissed. Dude, I was watching the game on Sunday night. <laughs> and like, and I heard him say Moreau, and I grabbed my phone. You saw oh, that I did a short. We know. I, I yes. grabbed my phone. I was like, "Hey, yes. Foster Moreau." Yeah, not Moreau. What? what like, why the Maro? fuck did that start? I would say Moreau. Is that okay? Why did that start? How does that start? Because the island of Doctor Moreau. It's in all of our lexicons to just say Moreau when you see but it. But you, we have been here, especially you here, us. We've been aware of Foster since he played at Jesuit. Yeah, I called him Moreau the entire no, time. No, you didn't, asshole. Yeah, 100%. No, you didn't. I, I don't and know. And then how he was I at Jesuit, it. then he was here, and there was and then un, now he signs with the Jesuit Saints. Game? Now I'm that Catholic. he's with the Saints, everyone's just gonna start calling him Moreau? 
Because I, national dickheads call him Moreau? I've always called that. I don't no, you haven't. Yes, I, I have. guarantee you. If I go back and pull audio, were you 27, 17, 18 was his I've last year? I've been here. You were here? For half it, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go back and pull episodes of Off the Bench from 2017, find a game that Foster played well in. I'm going I'm to, like, I am just petty enough to actually <laughs> spend minutes of my life searching That's for this so sociopathic i don't care such a waste of 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 time um i want to win look i i don't know man i maybe i use them interchangeably but either way uh oh it annoys me what, maybe it's a guy look who's that my name is spelled my whole what life what are we talking about pronouncing i don't know before i said if i say that wrong um well fuck now i've completely lost the thread doesn't matter uh wait okay look whatever um I'll say that hold on let me let me what? try to refine uh no the chat was making me panic for a minute that we were on radio but uh we we are not we're definitely not on the radio so Morrow like Morrow no like more, tomorrow more more like I want some more more oh like Morrow oh. okay Morrow Morrow okay. Mora. So whatever. I think Florida State beats Clemson in rematch. No ACC team makes the playoff. Um, as terms of who wins Sunday, <laughs> Carson Kilgore throwing f bombs at 11 a.m. My three-year-old's looking at me like, really, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, kid. Get used to it, dude. Uh, in terms of who wins Sunday, I mean, I'll ride with LSU. I think I'm just like, again, I think I'm just kind of, I'm trying to, but but I just, I feel a hesitance that Bro, you comes scared, dog. from. You scared like you were scared against Oregon. It's, it's no, a 2011 no, 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 Oregon no, 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 no. feeling. It's not, no, it's not I'm scared against Oregon. What the fuck are you talking about? Beat the fuck out of Oregon. Um, it's not, it's but not all the build up to thing. that game was, oh, it's top five. It's the blur yeah. offense. It's Chip Kelly. Yeah. It's but I mean, that. you know, you say what you got to say in the pregame, but no, you still. Because I remember watching Oregon and being like, that, that's actually why I'm more worried about Florida State. So I remember watching Oregon film and being like, these guys are pussies. <laughs> like, like they sit back on their heels and stand like stand straight up. I'm like, this oh, man, is the front so seven? That's like, so are you good. fucking kidding me? And lo and behold, we treated them like that. I so, know, that's so good. So the problem is, that's not Florida State. And yeah. the other problem is, last year, remember how cocky I was? No, I don't. About Florida State. So oh, yeah, yeah. They do. looked awful yeah. against Duquesne. Um, I thought yeah. Jordan Travis was horrible. And, and to be fair, up to that point. He wasn't good. He wasn't good, right? I thought it was like, oh, my God, dude. If you could stop the run, which they did. Yeah. Like, if you shut down, like, they don't have a fucking chance. Jordan Travis can't throw the ball. And then he was I got burned. The lines ended up being really good. Like, I got burned in every which way imaginable. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm not it. a I'm not a fucking idiot. I I, I feel like I touched a, a hot burning cast iron, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna treat it with more respect this time around. I'm gonna wear a padded glove. So it didn't have to do with fear. It's more to do with like recognize if LSU or if you want to say win, LSU wins this game. Recognize this is not something to be taken lightly. This is a legitimate ass Florida State team that you are facing on Sunday. Like, if you'd beaten them last year with how I thought about them entering the year last year, it would have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. It even looked that way when they started 3-3. Three and three. But somewhere along the way, they found themselves, and they got better and better and better and better. And now that everybody – I mean, Jared Verse could have been a top 20, NFL, top 20 NFL pick, and he came back. And that speaks to a culture and a belief that we have big things to accomplish. 
He and yes, he's also coming back maybe to get try to get top five, get that big payday, whatever. But at the same time, like he's incurring a lot of risk, and it tells me that it's because he believes in this team. So this is this is awesome. This is easily the best preseason matchup they've had since that Oregon game, and I'm fucking hyped for it. But just know, don't take the don't disrespect this opponent. But treat them with the seriousness they deserve, and then if you come out on top, hell yeah, man. Then that is a launching pad for you going forward. What are y'all watching in here? I don't know. It's always this that? this channel. It's called this. I don't know this. what channel it is, but it plays television from like ten to fifteen years ago. And some bully was about to punch a kid, and the teacher came out and stopped him. You should see the young icon show that to plays every morning. You just said for like the last five minutes. Uh, you should. I was watching that that scene where he hit him with a tether ball. The nerdy kid spun the tether ball, and it hit the the, the bully on the hat. This kid from something, and I can't. Uh, Place it. Tetherball, yeah, underrated but, playground game. Very so fun, actually. I'm not. Uh, I'm not disrespecting Florida State. I, I think they're very good. And and I, if Florida State wins the game, I wouldn't be like terribly stunned. Um, I think I think the odds makers have it right. Yeah, it's probably a one score like a game. Coin yeah, I think it's a. I think they're really good. It's. I'm not. So that's not me saying Florida State shit. I just think that LSU last year, we all remember the blocked PAT at the end. What we forget is that that was a three and a half hour steaming pile of shit. LSU played a miserable football game. Yeah, they couldn't block. They couldn't catch. Do you remember? Remember when Jaden hit Kayshawn on the slant route right in the seven? Yeah, and he didn't have his head around. Like, I no, mean, I mean it the was, first drive of the game, Garrett the, Dellinger snapped the ball over Jaden Daniels' head. LSU didn't get points when they were right there. Uh, I mean, knocking on the door on the. Fr- I mean, it was like. 25-yard run, completion to Kayshawn, then they threw it into the end zone. And Kayshawn and it went yeah, through, kind of went through his, his hands. hands. Yeah. And like, dude, you, how different is that game if in three plays you scored on them? Well, it's like, well, and also, I mean, but but that does kind of cut both ways too, right, though? Because Florida State played like shit too. I mean, they should have scored to make it, what, 30? They should have been up by 14, game they, over. They didn't score on either of the muff punts. Yeah, but they and they up yes. you punch twice and then I mean shit the last one they fumbled on the like, one. Why are you why are you ru- like a take power a toss knee? It's the, over. Yeah, yeah it's no. over. So that's what I'm saying. Like shit shit runs both ways in this case. Like they were shit too at the time. That that's why again, these teams are so fascinating, Matt, is they just mirror each other in so many different ways. Like these are two teams that did not know themselves at yeah. the beginning of last year. Yeah. Did not look like 10-win teams, yet both found themselves there eventually. So kind of a fascinating growth of journey for for both squads. And now it's like, okay, now it's like a rematch. But both guys, instead of being these skinny little pipsqueaks, they've been hitting the gym all offseason. Yeah. Fucking muscles, you know, corded up, oiled up, ready to go, looking good this year. And uh, and I can't wait to see it, man. I, th- I think it's going to do 10 milli. Look at that. God, what is he from? Damn it. The kid's got a tarantula. He's holding a giant spider in his hand. I think. I think there's no way I would do that. There's no way I would ever do that. You got to be kidding me. Old tarantula. Tarantulas seem pretty chill as long as you know, they don't bite you. No way. Um, you get bit by a tarantula, you're dead like in a second. No, I don't think that's true. That is way true. That is definitely. You not just true. immediately die. <laughs> no. Yes, you do. You, you get no. bit by a tarantula, you no. immediately drop dead. That's no. a fact. I saw uh, an arachnophobia when I was a kid. You, so, you die immediately. When I was a little kid, the cannon got bit by a, a black widow. Oh. And instead of going straight to the hospital and cut off, we drove all the way to uh, Toledo Bend. I got five or six, seven hours because he wanted to. I don't know. And he was it, just losing his mind in the car. He was hallucinating. He was in horrible pain. 
We finally get him to a hospital. And they're like, well, uh, the good news is if you would have died, you would have died a while ago. So you're not going to die, but you're in for like, yeah, probably about 16 more hours of just awful pain. Oh. Or like 12 more hours. Because it was all in his bloodstream at that point. It's yeah. Like you, got, you just got to pass yeah, it. Yeah, I can't remember if he even got the antivenom or not. Did, like, wouldn't, wouldn't, did he put like on a tourniquet or something? No, he got bit in the back. Oh. And he just. Um, That's tough. Like. Eight to twelve hours later, he he was like doing something, you know, outside, and he like slapped like he thought it was like a wasp or something. And eight to twelve hours later, wakes up, sweating, feeling awful, realizes no, it's probably a spider bite. But instead of going to the hospital and cut off, I don't know, wanted to get up north, I guess, because that's where we're going. What a dude! <laughs> I, don't know, I thought it freaked me out. My sisters thought it was hilarious. We have this great home video. I'm like crying the entire time, like Dad's gonna die, and he's like, "I'm Spider Man." Why in the and world? My sisters would... are just like messing, like, "If you die, can I get this?" Blah blah blah. Who thought to break <laughs> out the, the video camera? I don't know. Like this my is sister. Pre, this is pre cell phone. I would imagine. Yeah, my like, oldest, my older sisters. Let's my go two get. Older let's sisters. go get the Magnavots camcorder that you put on your shoulder, and you're like, the oh, only man. thing keeping me sane, I was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two on the Game Boy Advance, mm. and that was uh, keeping me from losing my mind. Maybe it was Tony Hawk 1. I can't remember exactly. But the Cajun oof, Cannon man, tried to become Spider-Man and found out. I was stressing <laughs> out. I thought he was going to die. It was awful. Um, but it's like one of those all-time family uh, home videos. Oh, man. Um, but the point is... Yes. Oh, uh, so oh, look at that. Bobby Hotep says tarantula venom only causes pain and necrosis. So there you go, dude. Not true at all. You're wrong. There you go, You're wrong, dude. Bobby. I watched. I watched uh, arachnophobia. arachnophobia when I was a kid. To the David Arquette joint. I think that's I why believe. John Candy is that was eight, in it. Is that Eight Legged Freaks? Um, oh, it's Eight Legged Freaks. Okay, never mind. That was John. Can uh, John Candy was in that. Not oh, John shit. Candy. Not John Candy. John Goodman was in that. Fiercely. Oh shit! I'm dying. We have to get to Toledo Bend now. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> basically, like, yeah. Kind of, oh, and I'm sitting here stressing, dude, stressing. Oh, Nobody else cared. My little brother was too young to even know what was going on. We got uh, we got whiskey and wine on Sunday. Oh yeah, Are you dude. Are you, Are you excited to be me? back? It's like my happy place. Don Juan smoking, drinking, hanging, watching football. You know, we've had some low moments. Mm. Had some very high moments mm. there. Yes, and I will say this: the pain, like last year, Florida State. Maybe the lowest moment. Maybe yeah, the, the only one. Time. Well, maybe the only one that would have been lower that we've been there was when Kentucky just smashed you in twenty. But that was also like you know, that's twenty one. Uh, twenty one. You just but you just got your ass kicked. That was what it was. The Ole Miss game too. For um, yes, but for it to go down in the way that it did against Florida State to get all the way there. Oh yeah. You line up the extra point. You have it, and then <laughs> I just I I could hear um. I could hear, oh, my God, why am I blanking? Jim Henderson. No, how could <laughs> he, he do that? that? Like, that's exactly what John I could hear. Carney. Yes, as uh, as the extra point is being missed. And then we had to go immediately live. Oh, man. Right, immediately live after you lose in that manner, which is the glory so, of it. That's why the show works, man. We also go immediately live after you uh, beat Alabama on a two-point yeah. conversion. It's fucking awesome. So vibes are going to be incredible this Sunday. I would invite you to come out. Hang out. Remember, uh, I watched the whole game there. Uh, Matt normally comes at around halftime. Um, and Matt's normally a little more, like, locked in, play, diagramming plays and everything. So, but, but you know, we'll be hanging out, drinking, having a good time if you want to come chill. But I got to keep the train on the tracks, man. No, like, I agree. I agree. That's, I agree. That's Look, everybody dynamic. has their defined so, roles. It's, yeah. you know, it's a team game. And yours are 
get as, get as yeah. fucked up as possible. I have to find that perfect <laughs> level of inebriation where I'm not forgetting anything, and I, but it can st- like, it has to be somewhat coherent, but not too coherent. Because that's what else I learned last year is when I would stay too sober, then I just walk around people like, dude, you gotta get more, you gotta get more drunk again. <laughs> Nobody, fuck, nobody wants trying. you to be sober, bro. Like, yeah, but I also don't want it's like the, what has happened a couple times where I'm literally kind of browning out during parts of the show, and I'm like, I don't exactly remember all of the segments that we did or everything well, like, we talked about. So, from my perspective, and I know we've I know we've mentioned this before, but it like I'm really honestly not drunk on that show. No, I'm not. No, like I drink water. Yeah. I get there at halftime. I drink water for the second half. And when we start the show, they bring me a, a pour of Sazerac. Yep. Neat. And then we light our cigars. And that's it. That's all I have. Because I, I, I kind of have to make sure we have some flow and structure. Um, but there's so many times where I'm like... You ju- we just talked about that. I, like, I don't, dude. I don't know what to tell <laughs> so you. So when you're like, you browned out. I'm like, yeah, that that's that that plays. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, you, you've uh, asked me that like, three times. But like when I now. did try to back that off, then it was like that's when everybody's like, get more drunk I again. Know. Everybody uh, gets super pissed at you. Sheesh. Um, All right, you want to do some questions? I got to do go on Chuck Oliver's show in 15 minutes. They're yeah, I got to go too. Yeah. Uh, you want to do some questions? Yes, I. Or do you want to just uh, talk about the SEC slate? Or do you want to do questions? Um, Nebraska, Minnesota. I got the Gophers. Bro, have you okay? So why though? Because the more I read, so I I entered. I was talking about this. I'm on just the trying show to fuck with morning. you. Okay, so I was talking about this on the show this morning. I entered my Nebraska Minnesota research yesterday, fully <laughs> expecting to come out and be like, okay, Minnesota's going to win this game. Yeah. Um, and there's some elements. It's at home, sold out, gold out. I believe yeah. PJ Fleck, but better bro, coach, better tradition. They lose better uniforms. Okay, well, better stadium. Know, now you're just trolling. But um, they lose. I Minnesota won back to back to back titles in the 30s or whatever. It was. That's true, pre AP. Yeah. But no, okay. But Minnesota didn't just lose uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, but that is their all time leading rusher, right? All American running back. They lost Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, mm-hmm. starter They lost their All American sixth year center, who's oh, been like huge. so. Okay, that's two in the middle. Massive. They lose three of five in their secondary wow. two to the NFL. Is a very good secondary last year, like. Yeah. Then you look at the series, Matt. The last three games have only been decided by seven points because, of course, like, whatever. I'll sum it all up with this. Um, They lost a lot of their stars, a lot of their main production. Nebraska, and at the end of the day, it's like Beer Fest. I said it this morning. In the movie Beer Fest, they reveal at one time Team America does, you know, hey, guess what? We're not that drunk. And in the same way, Nebraska is actually not that bad. Like, after the exodus of talent from Minnesota, I would argue to say that Nebraska probably has better talent top to bottom. Now, they have Matt Rule, who I think is a better coach than P.J. Fleck, even though I like Keith P.J. Fleck. I think Jeff Sims is a better quarterback than the Greek rifle. So, yeah, man, I I like I like Nebraska to win this game. Statement. I'm stunned. And it's biased, sure. But my, but my point is, like, <clears throat> my plan was saying, ah, I think Minnesota wins, but fuck that, go Nebraska. I actually legitimately think Nebraska wins this game now. Minnesota by 30. Huh. Okay. All right, Florida, Utah. Uh, give me the Utes. I think Cam Ryan's going to play. I have no inside info. I just can't fathom that he wouldn't yeah, play. I thought so, too. I Everybody's acting like he's not going to play. I know he had the ACL injury in the bowl game. But, um, yeah, give me, Florida, give me Utah. 
Uh, Missouri, South Dakota, who cares? Tennessee's playing Virginia. I saw a ranking like um, – It's just the- going to be like a how good do we feel about Joe Milton. It's going to be like a Sam Hartman <clears throat> Navy thing. It's like a 1 to 133 ranking, and Virginia's like 130. Like they're – they're supposed to be truly awful this I, and year. You know what's crazy? I can't remember their coach's name, but he makes like $4 million. Good for him. Like 4 or $5 million. Well, uh, Bronco Mendenhall left, right? Yes. Yeah, it's somebody. It's it's a new guy that I you may recognize. I think he might have been Penn State's. I think he was Penn State's. Oh, oh it's Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott was at South Carolina, too. Really good recruiter. Um, well, we're going to see. <clears throat> yeah. Enough time. Anyway. Um Ball State, Kentucky, Western Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mercer, Auburn, UMass. How about UMass getting a win last week? Uh, yeah. Out at New Mexico State. That's like their fourth win in four years. How about Luganville being like, you thought UMass had the worst roster. I mean, it might be Colorado. And then he goes on to say, now I know they have two NFL quarterbacks or cornerbacks and a great quarterback, but I'm like, well, that's a hell of a yeah. butt. Yeah. Right after you say worst roster. But whatever, Colorado's probably not going to win. Colorado, over four and a half. Well, that's what it started at. I bet that way early on, it immediately became one of the most bet unders in the country, and it's now down to three and a half. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Excuse me. Why don't you read a few chat questions uh, while I go bet everything yeah. I own on Colorado to win four games? Um, I believe last I looked, it was down to three I like and Colorado half. to beat TCU this weekend, by the way. Wow, you and Randy Cross. And look, Randy Cross knows football, dude. It's a college football Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer. Shout out, Randy. Super Bowl champion. Um, we riding. I think TCU's going to be good, but. Whatever. Uh, okay. What are the? I mean, the only other interesting SC matchup, Matt, is going to be UNC South Carolina, right? I mean, this is another point that I didn't want to lean into too hard because I don't want to be like shitty bitching guy, but it's pathetic for college Colorado football. Colorado is getting twenty and a half points against TCU. Yeah, bro. People think oh TCU's going to smash God. ass. Okay. Um, people think Colorado's awful in the trenches. Um, the, the week one college slate is actually garbage, yeah, it's, especially it's, considering it's there's no college, yeah. there's no NFL to compete against. It's fucking pathetic. It's on, especially when we live in a day and age where TV rules all of college football for this to be the week one product. Like, I don't know who needs to be punished, but somebody needs to, somebody needs to suffer. Yes. Right? Unacceptable. I want to tar and feather someone. Ridiculous. When's the last time we had a good public tarring and feathering? And I apologize if the last time was something serious and sad. I'm thinking more like revolutionary times where everybody's dead, so it doesn't matter. No, for sure. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like the tax collectors are coming. Yes, that's the the joke I'm trying to make here. The T-tax and all, and so you tar the tax. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Let's get Greg Sankey and drop a bunch of boiling tar on him. That that chicken feathers. I mean, it is kind of fucked up. Like... No, I mean, it's like, dangerous. Like, as a kid, you're like, oh, that doesn't seem too bad. No, no, that's that's third-degree burns. You're, like, you're probably dead. Colorado, three and a half. Three and a half, bro. Three and a half? I know. Should I bet another hundred on three and a half to try to offset the potential loss of my four and a half? I mean, I'm, I am <laughs> smashing this right now. Excuse me, I'll go deposit some money in my account. I am smashing Colorado over three and a half. Uh, Drewby Balls asking T what's Nebraska's ceiling during rules head coach tenure. I, I don't know about ceiling. I, I I it's tough to see them breaking in the big three, maybe like Penn State, maybe like where Penn State's operated the last couple of years. Uh I mean, we did see Michigan State make a playoff appearance. Yeah. So I mean you can be shitty and make a playoff appearance out of a shitty league. That's true. Colorado made a playoff appearance. Uh, so I mean I wouldn't rule that out. <laughs> rule that out. 
Oh, nice job. I don't even mean it, but I do love a good pun. Uh, ask her but but Nebraska's inherent issue is that you cannot recruit enough talent to Nebraska to be good. The The advantage they had forever was they were always on TV and they won a lot, and that's been completely neutralized, and they are in a state that is landlocked with no talent, and why would anyone want to go to Lincoln, Nebraska? Uh, money, that's going to be the only way, and maybe transfers. Um, ask her to tell what does it cost to get so this pod on location at a bar and restaurant or corn shop? Um, I a don't know. A million dollars a week. Uh, ask her to tea, did we just confirm Matt Moscone's Brambo? I don't know what that What's means. Brambo? I don't know. I don't know. Ask her to tea, is Nebraska a stepping stone for Matt Rule to a big-time program? No, I mean, like, I could see... I mean, he's very well paid. There's not many jobs that are going to pay you $10 million a year. Is that what he's making? I think he's making nine. He's making eight or nine. So, I would. here's the one thing that I would say, is if he wins enough there but does hit that, that glass ceiling, you could have a Lincoln riley Brian Kelly situation where he would That's leave true. for one of uh, literally just a handful of jobs where you yes. actually have a chance to win a natty. Like, if, let's say, Matt Rule wins for the next seven years at Nebraska and then Brian Kelly retires, could LSU make a play for Matt Rule? Like, that would be sensible. Uh, I'm not playing with a fidget spinner. I'm playing with a little, miny, a little tiny John Deere that Sunshine Equipment gave Matt to give to me. Um, Shout out to my, guy, my son, Which is nice, because one time I said, fuck Sunshine Equipment on the show. <laughs> um, which I don't know, dude. You know, I'm just getting these jokes off. I was just trying to shit on Matt's good time because he said they were a new live sponsor. <laughs> it was just a joke, and so they were like, they love T Bob. So they, so my guy Rooney was like, hey, give this to T Bob. Actually, quality little toy there. Yeah, like I'm, it's, it's high quality. It's, stuff. Yeah, it's got great like stuff. a metal cast body with nice rubber wheels. Um, spins great nicely. Uh, ask go to T. You going to grab a bottle of the Maker's March Cellar Age? Um, oh, Matt Rule five 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 a year. Okay, five five. I thought okay. My, I, I, oh no no. Oh, it increases by a million annually to yes, get to eight. Yes, a little bit of his is offset because he's still making that Panther money, dog. So he didn't need a ton up front. Uh, but not many schools are going to pay eight five for a coach right now. Well, Michigan State did. Uh, anymore? I don't know. Backaches suck. What the? Heck, man. Oh, it's because I haven't been seeing Crystal. You need to go see her. I got to go back to Restored Motion. Crystal Poche, thank you. Shout out. When was the last time you saw her? A few weeks ago. I didn't have the schedule during the summer, but now that football. That is one thing. I'm so looking forward to routine. I'm looking forward to being back in routine. Drewby Ball says, Tiny John Deere for Tiny Hands T-Bob. I hate that you're right, but (laughs) we'll allow it because that's actually plays. That's pretty good. Um, Uh, So, who said? Oh, Brambo thinks Colorado's going 7-5. Rambo's always in the chat. I, I didn't understand how it connected, though. Um, hashtag ask going to T, what bug would you want to bite you to gain its superpowers? I mean, I've always thought ants are pretty badass. Oh, no, fuck that. No, no, dragonfly. Dragonfly. We talked about this the other day. Fastest flyers in the insect world can travel 100 body lengths in a second. I think if that. you're an insect, people are just always trying to kill you. I'm not that. No, no, no. You get bit by an insect and you gain their powers. You're human, like a Spider-Man. You're human, but you gain those insects' powers. Yeah, I, Spider-Man. Then who's I'll, producing I'll, the show? Me. Taylor, Taylor. Sharp. What's up, Taylor? Hell what yeah, up, dude. We actually should get Taylor in here. I, one thing I love about having Taylor on OTB is the man's got takes on takes on takes. Taylor has takes. I walk into the door at 6 a.m. and just get assaulted with. Like the, he barely gets a hello in before I'm being told something about I don't know, a Darius Mims or somebody that I don't really know about because I don't pay attention to fantasy football. Um, I don't think his mic's on. He would have to. Yeah. Taylor, put your mic on. Give us a prediction for Sunday. What do you think? 
All right, here we go. You know, I'm kind of back and forth. Like, part of me thinks, I, I'm in between. It's like, I either think LSU is going to win this game by multiple scores or Florida State's going to win a close one. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's one of those weird so things. So you don't but, see the LSU close win, you're saying? No, I think, I think LSU actually wins this game. I think they win by probably 10 points, actually. So the, more, the closer happens, we get, the better I feel. That's kind of my entire point. If that happens, recognize how big of a feat that is. It's not bullshit. Like, if that happens, then all of a sudden we do have a legitimate national title contender on our hands. And, yeah, Matt, I, I, you could feel very good about your natty uh, predictions. Um, we should do this. YouTube shorts idea for football season. Taylor's takes. I agree. Taylor's takes. I mean, I've offered Taylor a do Taylor it. take segment during the show. You just gotta. You just gotta. The only way that works though is you gotta be super over the top with it. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do something like that, you just gotta be like whatever you would normally be, and then like drink, super hot take. Drink a gallon of coffee, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be the take. Like it would have to be a hot take for sure. Yeah. But how you would deliver it would have to be so over the top for it to, for it to work like that. We, we, we talked about that, everywhere. but like the last name plays too, though, T-Bob, because like I was yep. thinking, like, how about the not-so-sharp performance of the oh, week? Oh, okay. And just yeah, the dude that plays yeah, dude. like absolute shit. Just okay. like Not-so-sharp performance of the week will now live on OTV. Like the, the, the Florida International quarterback I mentioned the other day, 5 for 14 for 4 yards passing. Yeah, that fuck out of here. Not so sharp. Almost won, though. <laughs> Almost beat them dogs, man. You could have a, a sharp, like a, a blade, like a ching sound effect. There you go. See, boys? Now we're cooking. Um, all right. I think it's going to do it for today. Uh, but. Yeah, I got to go. We're glad to be back, man. And again, I think the plan right now is for this show to be on Mondays. As long as you don't back out again. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, who was um, ready to do it on Monday? I was too, but I had to move and... some stuff around, you know? And then, uh, what else are you going to say? Oh, and then Sunday, come out to Don Juan, y'all. It'll be a ton of fun. Yeah. One. One. The garba. <laughs> as stupid as it is, it works. People hey, remember hey, it. Fuck Florida State. Go yeah. Tigers. Fucking right. losers. Right. Right.